0: This is Keith Coogan from Adventures of Babysitting and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and you're watching and listening to Awesome 80s Podcast.
1: Rock and roll! I'm here to see Reggie Hammond. He's an 18. You want company? No, thank you. Work for money. Is there a
0: no gray so it's kind of it's almost doing its own reverse hogan hmm uh I mean I know you're <laughs> you're not big into to facial hair but uh I mean these are the things we have to live with uh oh look at that. People are listening to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Awesome 80s Podcast. This is Lawrence. This
1: is Michael. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.
0: Hey, we're just talking about beards because we're men. awesome facial hair. Awesome facial hair. Hey, you just released uh, the last episode we did, and I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I can listen to it because when I got done, I felt my performance was not up to par, and I apologize. I was... Sober, I was under no, I mean, I was under no drugs. But I just, when we finished, I felt I did not do as good as I should have. And I don't know why that is. Well, I think is that your reach should always exceed your grasp. You know, you should always want more than you can actually hold on to. Yeah, I mean, but sometimes, like, I get done, I'm like, God, I was so funny, and Michael wasn't, which makes <laughs> me feel better. The, uh, my joke was awesome. People are going to laugh at that. Clint, Michael's hey, jokes I, are always
1: so stupid.
0: <laughs> hey, Jake's here. Jake, do you want to say hello? hello? Hey, what's up? want you want to do it into the microphone? You guys all remember. You guys remember Jake, right? Hello. So, long time listeners will remember when Jake was cute and little uh and he would co-host and people loved it and now he has a deeper voice than us, and he sitS there and judges me well, he always did that they judge you michael so uh, so on the last episodes few weeks, of Glenn's not on
1: i'll announce it at the very beginning of the show. I apologize. <laughs> So the last few weeks, why have you got more feedback? I'm sure you have. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure everybody you talk to is like, why the fuck is Glenn's not on the show?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that happens a lot. So the last few weeks, we've discussed. uh, You've you've given me the option to pick shows, or given to make a list, and then we pick. And yet, I still just feel like, why won't Michael let me do big business? Like. That's what we're dancing around, Michael. Why can't I do big business? Well, maybe well, once we do beaches, it'll open
1: this floodgate. And it's like, well, why haven't I mean, we done every bit of the movie? We've done the, uh, the
0: well, one where she gets kidnapped, that one.
1: Ruthless, ruthless people.
0: people. Yeah. So we still have Outrageous Fortune. Okay. And uh, I think she was in that, right, with Shelly Long? I believe I think so. that was it.
1: See, Shelley Long, she's going to leave Cheers and become a huge, huge star. Hey, when's that Cheers reboot starting? With, with Mayday, Sam Malone. Yeah, that's got to be happening. No,
0: uh, Jake's very upset. He thought there was a Cheers <laughs> reboot. Uh, so is the Ted, the Ted so, dancing
1: show, what's it called now?
0: Becker. No, the new the new about? one the new one new one that's out. Oh, the Good Place. The Good Place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is that I, any good? I, haven't, I need I've to watched... watch
0: it. Jake says it's great. Okay.
1: Uh, so uh, last week, uh, we said some stuff about that Where Toys Come From, that documentary about Netflix, and we were wrong about the newest episodes. I think we said there was going to be like a Thundercats, a tra- anyway, the, the, <laughs> what really is going to be the next four episodes are Transformers, Lego, Hello Kitty, and Star Trek. I don't know. It seems like Lego makes sense. It seems like Transformers makes sense. I don't know.
0: It it feels... Uh, yeah. I mean, first, you said we said oh. some stuff. I've never even <laughs> seen it.
1: <laughs> um, once again, Michael's saying some stupid bullshit on the show.
0: Uh, Okay. Well, I do look forward to watching those. Uh, I do have a question. Oh, I wanted to talk about our next episode real quick. Because we don't have one planned, but I planned okay. it tonight. So... Uh, Our friend Keith Coogan has uh, been posting a lot of pictures in the last few days. He's been going to – there was a big premiere for The Two Corys, which I think was like a Lifetime movie or something. I
1: haven't seen
0: it yet. I haven't either, but Keith posted that it's already available on Amazon and in other wings. So I think we should review that for the next episode. I think we should too. All right. Let's do that. (laughs) So we're going to review the new Lifetime movie – the two Corey's directed a written and possibly directed by Corey Feldman, at least written, I think by, or consulted by whatever Corey Feldman was involved. We have to do it. So that's going to be our, so if you want to get ahead of this, find that episode, watch it so you can uh, follow along uh, with our next we episode. We don't
1: just say we're going to do a podcast ahead of time and actually deliver, but I have a feeling we're
0: actually going to deliver on this one. I think we have falsely advertised many podcasts that we changed our mind, or sometimes, 90% of the time, just forgot that we said it. But this one is going to happen. Uh, so that's about all that's happening in my world. Anything going on with you? Um, No, just uh, doing some research about uh, the Putty Cop film, uh, 48 Hours. <sighs> I do want to ask you, so what is your feeling on the Roseanne revival? Technically, it started in the well, 80s. Well, I think if Roseanne's okay with it, I'm okay with it. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I mean, so there's a couple things that have been bothering me, and not not just me, uh, lots of interwebs people. Uh, the first being that Dan died uh, in the last that, episode. Um, <laughs> no, he's not really dead. It, it was just a show, Glenn. He's not really dead. Well, Did you hear her response today? In an interview, she said, Actually, he didn't really die. You should rewatch it. To which the reporter, in his commentary, said, Except that he did. He died. I've watched that last fifteen minutes. You you know, and I've talked about it, I'm sure many times in the show that last fifteen minutes of the original Roseanne is some is fifteen minutes of my favorite TV ever because I felt that she was yeah did such a good job of explaining away all the yeah. bad. It feels like
1: pretty much every TV movie rebo- reboot is going to undercut the original. So why not go all the way and undercut the original? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Uh, well, the other big thing is that she's very pro uh, our president and <laughs> other cast members. Did you not know that? Um, freedom costs a buckle five, Glenn, of course. Yeah. Other cast members uh, on the show are not. And so what I did read today is, and she had promised that she wasn't going to bring that into the show. But of course, episode one. They brought it in. Uh, so, but what I did read was a quote from Sarah Gilbert today, uh, and it really made me feel better. She's like, in this time, I think it's really important that people realize that you can have different beliefs, like most families do, and still uh, love yeah, each, other. About each other. And and so they're going to have those conversations. She was always
1: very critical of uh, Republicans and Reagan in the first series the beginning of the series (laughs) (laughs) whatever Uh, you know times change when you get money you know Harry Carey has some famous quotes about him being a democrat his whole life until he started having money
0: right well the other aspect of the show which I forgot about completely was that she had another kid Jerry Garcia Connor Oh so they are going to explain in episode one that he is on a fishing boat in Alaska and probably never reference him again but apparently they do reference the fact that Mark uh played by Glenn. Glenn's he, he last name. Think. Yeah, I think I like a heroin overdose, yeah. I think. Allegedly. I could be wrong. But yeah, so they do discuss that as well. Like that he that Mark is dead. So uh but I completely forgot about Jerry Garcia Connor. But anyway, it's I think it's March twenty ninth or March twenty eighth, it's right around the end of March. Uh I'm looking forward to it. Uh I've enjoyed the Will and Grace reboot so far. Uh I'm not a fan of reboots per se, but if you got no original ideas in television, you might as well you might as well throw it. And out then Will and Grace right? even gets nominated for Golden Globe. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you. So, what did you like about uh, uh, the Golden Globes? Did you watch it uh, outside of the Oprah speech? Okay,
1: it was good. I think uh, uh, I I had fun watching it. It was okay. It, the, all the SNL stuff I thought was the The SNL alum stuff was pretty good. The Amy Poehler, I love the Amy Poehler stuff. When they did, they broke off, and all the women did all the jokes for Seth Meyers. That was that was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I thought I saw a lot of th- people commenting like, "Well," and by the way, I love award shows, and unfortunately, my wife does. I don't know if she tolerates them because of me. I know she doesn't enjoy them. But I will have a commentary throughout the if whole thing. If I was thing. gonna do like a dream and,
1: birthday party or a dream party for you, Glenn, I'd do like a murder mystery or do like an award show theme.
0: Like that's oh, what I yeah, would do for- <laughs> That would be awesome. Uh and so like I remember back in the day, and I think you were out of the country, but like we used to have like part, I used to have like little parties, usually like five or six people. We'd come over, we'd watch it. Like, I think one time I like, I got a red carpet to like, so when you walked into the, my house, like, I don't know. I love award shows. I love all the pageantry. I love the glitz, the fakeness. And, and the Golden Globes is, is second to none. One of my favorites, uh, just cause usually they're drunk. Although this year everyone was all serious and, and not as drunk. Uh, and so to me, a perfect host does one or two things. They're either very controversial in the beginning where they get panned, which was Seth MacFarlane and Ricky. No, he did the Oscars. Who let him do the Osc- <laughs> Rick, Ricky Gervais I thought was good. Uh, and Tina and Amy, of course, were good. But I also think a good host also can do a great monologue and then just step aside the rest of the show. And I thought that Seth Meyers did a really good job. He did. It, he set the tone for the night, and then he just kind of let the night be without him, like, you know tried to the show to be him. And I think too many hosts try to make the show about themselves and it kind of ruins it. Uh,
1: that's just my, I uh, don't want to ruin the film review ahead, but Eddie Murphy was nominated for a Golden Globe for best acting debut in the, uh, 1982 film 48 hours.
0: Okay. <laughs> So we're gonna talk about 48 hours. In the next 48 hours, Nick Nolte, a cop, on the calm type, and Eddie Murphy, a con. <laughs> have got to outshoot, outsmart, what's and Luther, outrun, and outlive the men they're after. They're not having a great time together. Same my night. And all the time they've got is 48 hours. Y'all be cool. Rated R.
1: Now showing at a theater near you. Check your newspaper for theaters and showtime. Uh, just trying to, get, just trying to get it out there for everyone. 48 hours. Uh, not the CBS <laughs> no. show. That like could, I was looking up stuff that online. I was my looking wife stuff up stuff online. I'm
0: like, there's a lot of shit here
1: about uh, 48 hours of television program. There's kind of been like a revitalization of the, like this whole buddy cop thing. Did you watch The Nice Guys?
0: No, I didn't, and I don't have a good reason I didn't.
1: It's it's good. Like, Shane Black, he did uh, Predator, other awesome stuff. He did the. It just slipped through my purview. There's that uh, Val Kilmer movie. What the hell is it called? It's got Val Kilmer in it. It's like a throwback. It came out in like 2000.
0: Oh, Kit, I Kit, love Kit, that Kit, kiss, movie. Bang, bang.
1: No, wait a minute. Which was the Nice Guys? Uh, nice Guys. It's got. Uh, Gladiator and then the prettiest Oh no, I love yeah, the nice yeah. guys.
0: I'm sorry. I was thinking of that Will Farrell Mark Wahlberg no, movie or something like that. that. No, I love the nice guys. That movie was awesome. In fact, one of my favorite movies of 2015, I think it was. That movie it's is kind of, great. It's
1: kind of just an homage to the great what is great about being buddy cops being buddies. Um but if- Yeah. Uh, but it also felt like a movie that I don't know if I'd watch all the time. I guess if I still had HBO and it was on, I'd watch it. But uh, did you get a chance? I think I've watched it two or yeah. three times. Did you get a chance to watch Bright at all, the
0: new uh, show on the does uh, Netflix? No. So Jake told me I should watch it but didn't give me any reason. You told me I should watch it and gave me an excellent reason. And then at work today, we were talking about it and – Uh, Yeah, I'm totally going to watch it. The big question – I was told to not concentrate the first half of the movie on trying to figure out if it's supposed to be a B-movie or if it just is a (laughs) B-movie because apparently uh, that that will obstruct your view for a little while trying to figure out what is what. But no, I am going to watch it based off of your recommendation and 25% based off of Jake's recommendation. He is not happy with I this. I think at right least now. the
1: first half you're going to really like.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give. In fact, that for some reason, Bright made me remember while wow, I was on the phone with you the other day uh, Alien Nation. Okay. Okay. From the 80s. I think we should talk about that sometime. Uh, I I trying sure to recall a conversation you and I had the other day. And uh, you remember MF Jones? Uh, I've heard of him. And I was trying to recall something I told you, and he's like, well, was it on the podcast? And I was like, no, but why don't we record our phone calls and just release those? <laughs> That's what this was supposed to originally Sorry. be. Why don't we just release Sorry, our phone MF calls? Jones. <laughs> well, I think sometimes maybe our phone calls are just as entertaining, if not more, than our actual podcasts. a little more, <laughs> more
1: graphic, a little more,
0: uh, a little more descriptive oh yeah, of definitely. bodily things. Very more descriptive. Uh, so... Up until you watched, and we have not talked about this at all, so up until you watched it this week, when was the last time you saw 48 Hours?
1: I'm thinking 2001.
0: Okay. What was your opinion of 48 Hours when you watched it in 2001? Do you remember? I remember, like I remember up until it then.
1: like serious, super gritty. And now I kept thinking, I'm glad... He moved to Beverly Hills and did Beverly Hills Cop.
0: Or he moved back, back
1: to Detroit and then went back to Beverly Hills.
0: Then moved back yep. to Beverly Hills. So I, and I think this is just time plus all of his other movies. I think I thought it was a lot funnier. And I think I, in my mind, this movie was better than it was this week. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't say that I enjoy this this movie <laughs> okay but
1: i guess to me though this is coming out of the 70s you know this is an early 80s movie i mean dirty harry was a thing you know charles bronson was a thing and you had to well, inject some comedy in there somewhere like you couldn't just flip it over and all of a sudden be you know you know lethal weapon three you know
0: Right, so here's the thing. Up until this viewing, I always had a very positive, and, I, and I, I'm i not saying it's bad or I hated it. I'm just saying I had a very positive view of this movie, and I don't have it so much. So I think that's more of time. Uh, has. Other movies have come along who obviously did this genre better, but is it fair to say this was one of the original hard-nosed buddy cop movies?
1: I, I mean, honestly, no? though, I mean, if you do your research on the internet, I mean, there's buddy cop things. There's a buddy cop genre, like some point to to Stray Dog from Japan. But I mean, as there's some people point to Heat of the Night, which is not funny, but doesn't make any sense but at that's all. That's what
0: I'm saying. I'm talking about the, the, the formula of buddy cop plus comedy. I,
1: I believe this is probably the first one. This has got to
0: be the epicenter. And
1: to me, the comedy is very little, and <laughs> the action is very serious, and the dialogue
0: is very diminishing to all people. <laughs> But it had to it had to start <laughs> somewhere, right. And I think that maybe when I saw it when I was younger, it was still a newer thing, and now we've seen it done to death, and obviously things the comedy's turned up a little more as time has gone on, uh the grittiness is less. not that I don't like gritty, but this movie, man, I mean, let's just talk about it. Let's get into it. but there are some horrible things that <laughs> were said, oh. Real quick, I don't want to forget this plug. I do want to give an official on-air plug because I have thanked him off the air and on social media. But sometimes co-host Josh, who you will be hearing from soon, uh, he will be back, uh, not only gave me a Christmas gift, but with that Christmas gift came a phone call from Tony Schiavone, uh, (laughs) WCW broadcaster from the 90s. And so I got to, standing in my kitchen... uh, cutting chicken i got to have a phone call with tony shivani and it was awesome because i didn't know it was coming and it shows up unavailable which is uh i mean i knew it was coming but i didn't know when and it was awesome so i got to have a five minute conversation with tony shivani might be our wrestlemania host if he lives up to his word uh but he may not be, but it definitely, we did have a conversation about it. And his business partner, Conrad, as you know, has been on the show uh, uh, before. So uh, hopefully, Tony Schiavone is our WrestleMania uh, guest this and
1: year. And we don't want to uh, blow our wad, all, all but we've got some big things planned for WrestleMania. We're super excited.
0: We do. Other uh, than this. And other than this, but we'll talk about it. Anyway, so the movie starts. Where we have suspense music while criminals perform uh, slave labor. It is, it is great
1: smooth smooth jazz, like you'd expect at any action movie from from the '80s. You know, just like Lethal <laughs> Weapon. Just like it, it, is, it is, right there on par. It's like whoa whoa whoa, we got to set the tone with some smooth jazz, maybe some jazz clarinet, maybe some uh, from Kenny G saxophone. We got to let people know what they're in for.
0: Uh, yeah. So, the right away, we get a, a racial slur to Native Americans, uh, which I did not know was just going to be the beginning of all racial slurs in this movie. Uh,
1: I we talked. I mean, we did say some political stuff earlier, but it definitely does feel like of its time. I I would say maybe your father and my father, both Ronald Reagan voters. BT dubs. This would have been right in their wheelhouse, both being both having mustaches and being factory workers at the time.
0: <laughs> uh, so basically, we're on a chain gang. Criminals are doing work. Uh, a Native American man uh, drives up. A fight breaks out, and it turns out it's all a ruse to get a criminal to escape. Uh, a Police officer Or a Security guard More accurately Prison guard dies In the shootout And uh, They escape So we have A Native American man And a white man Escaping uh, Through It was a desert I guess It's it de- It's
1: California I guess Or in the, Where are they It was supposed to be in Arizona New Mexico Is that where they were in I don't know It's a desert
0: Yeah So uh, it's very. Coo- it's, oh, I think it was New, New Mexico. Mexico. I think it was. Yeah, New Mexico. it's very Cool
1: Hand loop Like just, somebody's somebody's going to die out here breaking rocks with a sledgehammer. Uh.
0: So then we cut to a sober Nick Nolte. I'm sorry, Gary Busey, <laughs> or as you know, Nick Nolte.
1: That poor, poor, Nick Nolte. Um, uh, did you have you ever seen uh, like North Dallas Forty? Have you seen that one? Yeah, I don't, I I don't know, that. he was in other stuff before that, but it kind of felt like that was a character he stuck with and that's the character he's with, I What's uh, except down and out in Beverly Hills. He does that only the homeless version of that same character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally screwed that up. I wrote sober Gary Busey <laughs> equals Nick <laughs> Nolte. Uh, whatever. Uh, he's got a sweet watch alarm. Yeah, it lets uh, him and he
1: wakes lets up. Him know when to take his back pill, Glenn. Once again, Glenn has. Good jokes are always spot on. He never says bad
0: jokes. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, he also wakes up to a very attractive redheaded
1: lady. A <laughs> nettle tool, uh, Miss Lana Lane from the Superman three who tries to scrub Lewis and Clark's situation. I. <laughs> I uh, she just feels like she's there just to bitch at him the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty much a whoa, whoa, whoa. Kill. Did we bang? Uh,
0: All right, why are you yelling at me? Uh, we then cut back to the escape criminals who use a payphone to order horse. <laughs> horse. I like to say horse,
1: but yeah, horse. Well, and then he wants a squaw, an Indian one, and you're like. <gasps> I mean, that's not
0: racist. It's just kind of
1: culturally insensitive. Do you know what I'm saying? Were they
0: in Chicago? I think they're in San Francisco, right by the Full House House. They look like they're right
1: by the Full House House. That's what it looked like to me.
0: I guess there's more of a chance to find a Native American lady in San Francisco than Chicago, but still. So, uh, then then they kill a guy after they they bang. And uh, we find out that Nolte drinks in the morning. He's got his little uh, <laughs> a little Irish coffee. Yeah, a little, a lot of flash cuts. Like, okay, we're criminals. We're Nolte. We're criminals. We're Nolte. He takes a little bit of coffee with his whiskey. He
1: uh, he he's a hard nosed cop, but he does things the right way.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, what well, does he do? <laughs> okay. So, uh, the head criminal guy, the white guy, why, can't, why does he have to be the head criminal? Anyway, he uh, basically intrudes on a couple, kind of, and uh, it turns out that one of them, Luther, the male, he is, uh, he's holding the money from what we assume is an alleged illicit crime that we don't know much about yet, and he kidnaps his lady. Because Luther can't get the money till Monday, so now we have criminals. They've killed people. They've escaped from prison, and they're holding a lady hostage. Uh, so right there, you get
1: introduced to the second member of the uh, the cast of Warriors, who was uh, who the director of this film, Henry Hill. He directed both of them in Warriors. If uh, w- Believe it or not, Glenn, I have an eight-track soundtrack for the Warriors. Oh, s- I believe it. It's sitting it. right I over there. It. It, is, it is fantastic. Just, some, just a group of kids trying to get to Coney Island. Uh, just wanting to play, man. <laughs> it is, it's fun to see the, the actor. You're like, where the fuck do I know that? Oh, God, of course I know where that guy's from. They're both <laughs> like the main back guy and uh, the head from the, the guy that's trying to kill the Warriors with the glass bottles. They are... Both creepy dudes. Like, they both have a face for film. Like, they both, they pop.
0: So, we have their criminals. They have their horse. Uh, They're in a hotel. Uh, I would say it was a motel, but we do find out for sure it's a hotel. And they each have a room with their horse. And then, also, they have their lady who they're kidnapped. Uh, And uh, we see a blonde. She has attractive uh, chest and posterior. Yeah, it's it's what you t- to understand. I, I, the, the guy
1: they killed on the park bench was that just a random? Because
0: I think no, no, because they show his picture later. He was part of the gang. Okay, but did they steal
1: his credit card? Because I thought they went there. Like Nick Nolte joins up with two other cops to go to the hotel because they're investigating a credit card scam. They're not anticipating murders or escaped convicts.
0: uh no, I think. So the dead guy's credit card popped. Okay, okay. So they knew that – they didn't know they didn't expect a murder shootout, but they knew that the dead guy's credit card was used. Okay. So they show up, and then we have a full-blooded shootout, ladies and gentlemen. We have a shootout. After,
1: after re-watching this, I think we both watched it twice – the the lady on the phone. I don't know if you heard her talking. She was talking about her friend having more respect for herself. Like she's on the phone. I was like, did you see him last night? It was like you can't just sit there. What are you being? I was like, so apparently her boyfriend came to completion somewhere on her person. You're to assume. <laughs> uh,
0: so the cops uh, a cop shop is shot dead. The whores are alive. The robbers and ransom girl escape. Uh, N- Nolte is hiding in the lobby. Ends up uh, grabbing the bad guy, uh, but or he ends up in a like a hostage situation. And he does he does the fatal mistake you never do, which is he tosses his gun to the bad guy, so he will let the the lady go. Uh, the bad guy then uses his gun to shoot to kill the other cop who is already shot.
1: Did you see? Did you uh, see now. Mudbound?
0: No, it's it was it was it's
1: been all in all the nominations. Uh, he plays the he plays the, the patriarch, the grandfather, and Mudbound, the cop that gets killed there. And he was oh yeah. okay.
0: He's been in a lot of things. He always, he's right? always
1: in like mafioso stuff, right? Right. He, he right. always plays. He's
0: always uh, the middle guy.
1: He's he always he plays. He plays Mike in Breaking Bad. He's just, he's always like the, he's got a weird shaped head, which also
0: adds to the cinematicness of his person. <laughs> so, this is a chance in any movie when a cop dies to show a fellow cop grieving or whatnot. This movie does not do that. It shows Nick Nolte basically beating up other cops uh, who have angered him. Uh,. And then we get the debut of Angry Black Captain. Although he wasn't featured in this movie, you could tell it was uh, used time to come. In fact, didn't the, the director of this movie like, take shots of Beverly Hills Cop? Like he, I think he was quoted as being like, glad they took my movie and moved it to Beverly Hills. Like He was very angry that Beverly Hills Cop basically used his formula with his actor, uh, Eddie Murphy. I think they did a better job. Either way, I don't, I'm just saying whatever. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> who did Beverly Hills yeah. Cop?
0: Oh, absolutely. There's not even a question. Uh, so about this that.
1: guy, this guy, he played the the angry black captain. He's in everything. They're in 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street. We got Angry Black Captain, Beverly Hills Cop. We got Angry Black Captain. Every movie, every TV show. Uh, uh, what's what's the Adam uh, Andy Samberg? What's that show? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Who can I Angry Black Captain. There's an Angry Black Captain. It's just a thing. Uh, in uh, Last Action Hero, they use this exact same actor to play Angry Black Captain. <laughs> and then, of <laughs> course, he's the boxer in, uh, in Batteries Not Included. Um,
0: so uh, this... Nick Nolte wants to investigate them. So he goes into prison to meet Reggie Hammond, who is the other member of their gang, who's still alive because he's in prison. That is obviously played by Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie Murphy has a recliner in his cell. He's in a, He's listened to a Walkman in like 1980. I mean, that's pretty impressive, right? So he feels like he's connected inside
1: this prison. He's made a good life for himself. Not a great life, but a good life for himself. Like if he if he was so inclined... He would get the garlic and slice it extra extra thin, so when you put it in the fam- a pan, it liquefied for the sauce. Like if he was so inclined, but he's just had this idea of just having a comfortable life, listen to his—I uh, mean—police cassettes and uh, and just rocking out all day, just living the good life. But then all of a sudden, uh, uh, sober. <laughs> <laughs> Sober Nick Nolte, what are, what are we going to call him?
0: Oh, uh, Silver Gary Busey. Silver Gary Busey
1: shows up, and all of a sudden, there's a threat. He's ready to get out in six months. He's going to get some trim, get out in six months, get his Porsche, get his $1,000 suit, but all of a sudden, there's a threat so, on his person. So he's like, I need to get out of here to take, get this threat away so I can live the good life once I do actually
0: serve, his, serve, my, serve my time. So the word hunt is used a lot. Uh, he refers to it right within a few minutes of the movie we hear the words pussy hunt and trim hunt uh, and there are others to be used later so that is a very uh, everything's a hunt in NSFW. this movie NSFW,
1: that's NSFW you can't say stuff like that anymore it's just locker room talk well, you can't say
0: it. it is what it is so they find Luther uh, with the help of Eddie Murphy uh, and they arrest him then they refer to a trim hunt uh, and basically, Luther's just like, "Let me go. I'll you know I'll let you know. I'll clue you in." Uh, so they go to a Confederate flag that, or I'm sorry, they go to a country music bar <laughs> that has a Confederate flag and boobs. Uh, and Eddie Murphy, of course, is the only African American in it, and he has some very real talks about race. Uh, they they give him a black Russian to drink because. <laughs> uh-
1: Everyone knows that the people at country bars have the best senses of humor. I don't know. We've gone to country bars. I mean, this is the 1980s. We've gone to country bars. There were black cowboys
0: in there. One, and I okay. knew him. You jackass. <laughs> uh, that was the David Allen co-show yeah. of 2002. Okay. Once again, we did see fights break out in the
1: parking lot as we were leaving. Yeah, we saw a <laughs> you know, lot like, of crazy uh, fights we at that go. show. And Glenn's like, no, let's stay. I'm like, let's not stay. Uh <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it was crazy. You were right to make me leave.
1: Uh, also, it so, does remind me of a, of, a, of like at a Cubs game when we did leave early and we did go to try to find our car and we saw two, I don't want to say street people, but they were basically street people. Uh, oh, no, I think they were just drunk. Okay. <laughs> they were finishing themselves in the in the alley by where I parked.
0: Yeah, they were. They were having coitus in the alley. It was a a day game. This was a day game. It was four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday in Wrigleyville. So then we had to go around the block and we see her like sitting out in front of a liquor establishment having a cigarette while he's like yelling craziness into a cell phone it was the weirdest because we, i mean Chicago we left early but we ever. still were
1: stuck in traffic and we're like stuck in traffic like right next to him like looking at him like we just saw these people fucking underneath the l what the fuck and they're like she's <laughs> just smoking and like that mouth was doing horrible things like three minutes ago and he's just yeah. screaming in his phone like some weird white trash dude you're like oh, it was insane
0: uh, so Eddie Murphy, uh, he breaks a mirror and he threatens the bartender in the country music bar and he's immediately is surrounded by whites who call him the N-word. Uh, and then some asses starting to get beat. Nick Nolte jumps in to help out. Uh, I don't like white people. I hate rednecks and you people are rednecks. So I'm going to enjoy this shit. Uh, to be
1: fair, to I'm be your fair worst it's, nightmare. His, it's his bar it's their bar you know just
0: it is well I mean you know uh, then he says I'm your worst nightmare an n-word with a badge well it kind of felt like it, he got the free reign from Nick Nolte
1: from from sober Gary Busey to, to just do whatever he wanted to do like here I can pretend to be a cop just like you
0: right uh and then I wrote this down, and I, I, I wish I would have wrote who said it. I'm going to assume it was Nick Nolte, but maybe not. Uh, given my gal the high, hard one. <laughs> That's a, Everyone says that. Don't, don't you say that?
1: <laughs> everyone says that.
0: Uh, so they get out of the bar situation, and now they're arguing outside. And then Nolte calls Eddie Murphy the N-word. I was like, whoa, okay. So and then he starts calling dropping freely. Watermelon. Yeah, oh yeah. And they get into a fist fight. I mean, this movie is so... You couldn't even come close to the script today. Like, not even close. Like, there is
1: literally no one who would write this script and get away with it other than Quentin Tarantino. Right? (laughs) It's like, it's that offensive, Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Uh,
0: So they basically beat the hell out of each other. And the police show up, right? And they have to convince each other the police that he's a cop. Yeah. And then uh, Nolte, they Did get like go and finally. My badge
1: are on the hood of my car. It's a Cadillac, sky blue.
0: <laughs> so then they get away. The police let him go, and Nolte takes a big old swig of liquor, and then gets behind the wheel to drive. Well, he's ready to kick ass again
1: until he get doesn't get some straight answers from. Eddie Murphy from Reggie Hammond. He was what? from Reggie Hammond. Reggie Hammond. Well, so I guess it's I did he, Eddie Murphy. He just kind of he's does that affectation. It was appropriate for the time, but definitely seems also inappropriate for now. But I mean, he did it on SNL, you know. So it's it was totally okay for him to be extra super black, you know, <laughs> extra Amos and Andy.
0: So Murphy finally admits that he is waiting on a half million dollars. Because uh, they all robbed uh, together. They all robbed, I think it was a drug dealer. They all robbed somebody. And uh, that's where the gang is. So the gang was a uh, white dude with his Indian friend. Uh, the guy they the, shot. What, the Indian friend, Eddie Eddie the Murphy. Indian guy
1: from Action Jackson and Predator.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Eddie Murphy, the guy they shot, and Luther was the money guy. So there's this gang. Luther, the guy with, the, the, guy
1: with the glass bottles and Warriors. Right. So,
0: uh, so the bad guy flipped on Murphy, which is why Murphy's in jail, but he still has all the money in the trunk of his car.
1: Good economic. That makes, that makes total economic sense, I think.
0: So they go to stock the car, uh, and Luther takes the car from them. Luther, of course, is, uh, his girlfriend has been kidnapped by, uh, big bad guy and his native American friend. Uh, and a car chase ensues.
1: It was actually there's some cinematic moments in here where they put the camera on different places. They've got it all over the place. So even like some of the stuff in the office, like in the police precinct office, like there's different camera angles or different camera movements, and you can tell like he's trying to be cinematic. He's trying to make a a film as well as a movie, or at least an interesting movie. But then this this car chase is
0: pretty fun. So, uh, Luther. It uh, goes to meet uh, the big bad, uh, the the main uh, villain here. But Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte are watching. Uh, this leads to a chase through a train station where a cop gets shot. Everyone, of course, freaks out because when he's shooting a train station.
1: Once and- again, not everyone knows who he is. Right. Apparently, like when, after the one cop dies, after they get in that shootout and the cop dies, another cop goes after him, and it kind of insinuates that he's had a bad reputation with partners, or something bad has happened with previous partners as well. You think the other the the flat you know flat feet cops they would know they this is they know they know dr- dr- drunk air abusing. You mean
0: you mean, you mean the beat cops? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, they would probably know. They they should know that Nick Nolte is is well known and crazy, but apparently they don't. So they stop him again, uh, again in this movie. He is detained by the police while the bad guy gets away. Uh, this allows Eddie Murphy to kind of break off into his own, and he goes to a blues club.
1: Because what? Because what?
0: Why not? And no one at the club cares who he is. Like, he's thinking that he's Big Bad Reggie Hammond, and everyone's heard of his legend, and they're going to bow Look it at out, no Look at my suit. Look at my suit. So we cut to Nick Multy. He's just drinking and smoking at his desk in the police station. No big, no big whoop. And uh, well, I wrote, Soul Brothers beat the crap out of him. <laughs> <Is> that? <laughs> i'm guessing that was eddie murphy <laughs> uh
1: well they beat the crap out of each other i don't remember soul brothers beating the crap out of them it was just
0: um oh you're right you're right they beat yes you're right they beat the crap out of each i don't know anyway oh, Glenn. uh jay Glenn. what uh
1: 951 west newport avenue chicago illinois that's where i parked my car and that's where we saw the people fucking Oh, okay. Go ahead and enter this location on the uh, Newport Avenue side. Okay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, God. This is that. I'm just trying to get in my car. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh,
0: please don't be on our car. I remember walking up to it, and I was like, Michael.
1: What are those people doing? What are the, I, mean, it's kind, I think those guys are. Fine. I mean, it's
0: kind of obstructed. Like, you could see there's an
1: alleyway, and then there's like a big other alleyway, and then there's like a parking lot area under the L, and you could totally see them. You're like, oh God, what are those people? Are they wrestling? Is there a rat over there? What's. Oh God. Duh, oh God. <laughs> are you sure? So, so you uh, gave your son some cell phones earlier. You're 100% sure there's no video of those
0: people on one of those yeah, cell phones? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't take any video. I didn't take any video. <laughs> So uh at some point Nick Nolte calls uh Eddie Murphy back on a payphone that Eddie Murphy had been leaving the messages for. Well, and uh, So
1: uh, drunk uh, sober uh yeah. So sober Gary Busey, he was uh he he made this promise to the people at the I mean, he forged some documents, I made mean, a promise to the people at the prison then to get him back, and he's like, no, nah, I'm fucked. Now I, I let cops die, and I'm letting this, this guy lose. I am fucked. Then, right,
0: he's let a lot of cops yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> so, and at some point, his lady tries to get a hold of him while in the middle of all this, and she just hates him. Like you said, she's just a, a negative person. He needs to get past her. Uh, if We knew a self-help podcast uh we would insert that plug here. Hint, hint, advertisers. So, uh, at this point, they play the. the was it the blues? They're playing the Boys Are Back in Town, which I think is why I thought it was a Chicago song, because that's very typical, like a Chicago type I'm song. I'm pretty
1: sure that during the Delirious tour for Mr. Ed Murphy, they went on tour together. The Bus Boys and Eddie Murphy, they went on the tour together. The Boys Are Back oh, in Town. Oh, you're right. They did. The Boys they did. Are Back in Town. And you're just like. I think the boys are back in Man, the town. bus boys—they get all the
0: pussy. <laughs> so, uh, Eddie Murphy tells Nick Nolte, "If I don't get any trim before the night's over, I'm going to bust." Which makes this movie the first movie ever to use "trim" twice in the same. <laughs> I, know, I, movie.
1: Like, I didn't know. I mean, I'm sure I saw it in the '80s and saw it again later. I guess I'm like, I guess that's a term. I didn't. We don't use it in my locker room, but I guess it's a term.
0: <laughs> it's ten oh five. By ten ten, I'm going to bust into some flesh. <laughs> it seems like it's a kind of joke to be right on my dad's
1: alley. I think he'd especially for 1982. I think he'd pretty he'd think that'd be hilarious.
0: And then we got more n words and watermelon talk, <laughs> <laughs> and then we hear the also the film debut of Eddie Murphy's laugh. It feels
1: like this. Uh, maybe Emilio's laugh. Um, maybe the Louis Skolnitz, Skolnitz laughed in, in right. In, what I mean, in Avengers in Avengers, the right? Nerds. like those are the, like the laughs of the eighties. Like that is, that is a laugh.
0: That's a freaking laugh. So at this point, Eddie Murphy basically just grabs a woman and he's going to take her across the street to a hotel. Uh, hashtag times up. You don't have to go ladies if you don't want to. Uh I mean, it's different than 1982. The fun, but the funny,
1: it, was, it was funny when he goes over to the other guy she was talking up, and he's like, that's my wife. That's, that's my wife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wonder I, – I wrote at this point, I wonder what word is said more in this movie, pussy or the N-word, because they use both uh, of them pretty liberally. Yeah. Uh, Luther then sees the big bad On a bus Uh, And then we find out that the uh, Native American is actually driving The bus and he shoots Luther Uh, So a gunfight Ensues with our heroes Nolte and Murphy And uh, Nolte crashes a car Into a store Nolte's not a good cop He's had like three cops die on him He got a prisoner Out of jail and keeps losing him he crashes the car into the store. Like at what point is Nolte a good cop?
1: Um, he doesn't take the money.
0: All right. Well, just saying. <laughs> so, uh, angry black captain yells. Yeah. Uh, the N word a lot as well, I believe. Uh, and Nolte defends Eddie Murphy. So, what are you going to do when you have uh, basically proven you're the worst cop ever and you have a prisoner who you have to take back to prison soon? You go out drinking with him. Makes total
1: sense. And then you apologize for all that watermelon talk. And then he's like, you know I had to put you in your place, right? And you're like, thank God we live in a world yeah. nowadays where cops would never use racial slurs or put people in certain... <laughs> I like, thank God that's no longer happening today. Oh, my goodness. So... They go to Chinatown. <laughs> and they go meet up with the other, the old whores. Not new whores, old whores. Old whores. Uh, and Eddie Murphy ends up killing the Native American, so And he calls them the D word as well. It rhymes with bicycles. Or, by,
0: or <laughs> bikes. And you're like, this is... But, you know what? Yeah.
1: Any offensive word is in here.
0: That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, so... Gantz, is that the bad guy? Yeah, yeah. bad guy's Gantz. So he throws a naked girl at Nolte, and he runs. Uh, Nolte chases him, uh, and Gantz uh, holds Eddie Murphy hostage. Uh, but then Nolte, apparently for the first time sober and becomes a good cop out of nowhere, shoots uh, Gantz the bad guy in the head. And then Eddie Murphy gets laid. <laughs> he says he should have his dick bronze. Because why not? Jack leaves Eddie. Oh, there's uh, like this, this, his money. There's this
1: story throughout where he just wanted to talk about vaginas. He's like, I've been in prison. You never forget any story about vagina in prison, basically. And he's like,
0: Except they use the P word yeah. a lot.
1: And, <laughs> and it's just like, and he wanted, and then he gets a second, he does have more sex. He's like, I can't tell my story to, to drug Nick Cage. Or whatever, I can't. drug Nick Nolte.
0: Drug Nick Nolte. And it's like,
1: all right, my dick should be bronze. I'll tell my dick story, dick and vagina story to you. <laughs> so, uh he, he's, Jack leaves. He steals his. He steals his lighter.
0: Yeah, that's right. So Jack leaves Eddie his money for when he gets out of jail in six months, and then movie ends question mark yeah
1: boys are back in town um what i did like is when they're waiting in the back of the cadillac they just did an did a stakeout in front of the parking garage and he's like tell me a story jack fuck you that's my favorite jack i don't i
0: don't understand (laughs) The movie's kind of a mess but i mean the movie's a mess. It's offensive. Like, sometimes our explanations are all over the place. Sometimes it's our fault. This time, it is not our fault. I, we summarized that movie shot for shot. It's just not. Well, I mean, have you watched? I mean,
1: have you watched the Death Wish movie or any of the. You know, Charles I know, Bronson? I know. I mean, this but- was a deconstruction of those movies, too. And, like, anything. I mean. Clinton. But it, the racial stuff Clint is, is right off. Every single one of those movies had super offensive things in it to every human being. You should be embarrassed to uh, say it. You should be embarrassed to hear it. Embarrassed to imply that to another human being.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're right, but it's so off putting. It is. It does me. not hold and up. It just. It does. I was just going to say that. We used to always. We don't talk about that as much anymore, but we used to always say, does it hold up? And this movie is a negative. Infinity on the does it hold upscale. There's not one part of this movie that could ever be made today. But yet, up until I watched it this week, I had very positive memories of it. But I never, I didn't remember the racial stuff. So is that on me or is that just society? That's society hashtag time's up. <laughs>
1: Glenn doesn't care
0: about the racial stuff. Oh no, no, it's a
1: hashtag. I do care. It, it, it I, is it like very it's uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 like you, you're kind of embarrassed having it on TV at your house. You're like, ugh. Like what if somebody walks I was. in? Like you're like, ugh. This, well, especially like I can kind of seclude myself in the basement and watch stuff. But like in your house, like your wife walking in, you're like, what the fuck are you watch? It, Glenn, just a white guy right. calling another black human being that's a human being in the universe horrible, horrible things. And then he apologizes in a super
0: racist way. <laughs> I honestly would rather You out here watching rather, you out here
1: watching gay porn.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I was just going to say I'd rather my wife walked walked in on me watching porn than her walking in and watching this movie. Yeah. If she's like it's this movie, I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: Uh it's I, I think it was great in what led after. I think it had to start you had to start somewhere, even if it was with a racist movie you'd never want to watch again. <laughs> as far as like the whole buddy cop thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh Honestly, I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again I do not I d I don't I don't think I can justify it. There's probably yeah. uh, if you want
1: there's probably just the comedy clips on YouTube, you could watch that that. Like Vision well, Shepherd Town no. And his name Reggie Hammond. Like
0: Yeah, there's I have no reason to ever watch this movie yeah. again. And now now was another forty eight hours any better? I mean um, it had not been basically like, better. It was ten years later.
1: It it kind of felt like it kind of sold its soul to lethal weapon. It was kinda of like the lethal weapon version of forty eight hours. It was still kind of dark. And it uh it, it it was more fun. It was a lot more fun, but it wasn't good. But it, it was nice to see Eddie Murphy have a good time. When's the last time you saw that yeah. one? Yeah.
0: Well, Beverly Hills Cop. I'd rather.
1: Yeah. I, I. Th- they didn't make uh, Forty Eight Hours Three, but they made it. They're going to make a Beverly Hills Cop Five or whatever. So we'll see. I hope so. <laughs> four, four.
0: Uh, but I mean, we've heard those rumors forever. I don't know if that's ever going to happen.
1: Uh, well, I, we did do uh, 27 months this year, uh, all on buddy cop films, and uh, we <laughs> thought, I mean, this is pretty much the 80s original, or the. I think it's almost the epicenter one of the originals. I think Lethal Weapon does yeah, it better. it is. uh Hills cop does it better. Every movie does it even, better. Even Die Hard is kind of a buddy, ho- buddy cop film. I mean, Reginald Bell Johnson.
0: I'm just, I'm embarrassed to have said I watched this movie, like now. I'm embarrassed to have watched this movie. And I just, I don't there, know. There's the fun, there's the fun stuff. Off.
1: There's the the nice stuff. I mean, the stuff you want to remember, it's in The Nice Guys, if you want to watch The Nice Guys. Or even in Bright. There's kind of some semi-racial stuff in Bright a little bit, but it's not offensive. It's not this. And they're making fun of orcs, not human people. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> uh, also, Will Smith, he says, Will Smith, he says, fuck a lot. It's good. That's
0: fine. I like that. He doesn't say f and <laughs> N-word, watermelon, whore, Native American slur. I don't <laughs> I know. I oh, my God. I, I,
1: sometimes well, I God, on the show. We live in a world where elected officials just don't make fun
0: of Native uh, Americans. Don't start. Don't start. <laughs> I can't even take it right now. People on on the show for nine years for humor. Sorry. <laughs> can I talk? On the show for the last nine years for humor, I have been jokingly offensive. Never but I never like this. And I'm in I now the, the more I think about it, the more I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's just stop talking about
1: it. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Awesome English Podcast. <laughs> So, we want to talk about the quarries, and then we'll do a football episode, and then after that, we'll yes. have a Valentine one and after that we know what we're doing. So, we know we're at least doing three shows within the next six weeks. So, <laughs> well, there's going to be other ones, too, but those are the ones we know about.
0: Right, obviously. So, all right, well... uh Michael, thank you so much. You've done such a great job with editing lately. You do so much. You do so much. I appreciate you. I thank appreciate you. you.
1: The words of affirmation. Uh, I mean,
0: we both can't have words
1: of affirmation as our love language, but it's it's all part of the, the complex relationship between Michael and Glenn. Also, it is. also, I mean, this. I mean, thanks for going on this uh, journey with uh, Lawrence and Michael, everybody. I mean, it started out as an Andy's podcast, but we've talked about it. it's more of a love story between Michael and Lawrence. It might end up with. Uh, one passionate night behind a dumpster again and like a murder-suicide situation. But you know what? Thanks for going on this ride, everybody. We do appreciate
0: it. Oh, there's your wife and a baby. Am I watching the baby now? Okay. all right. Oh, by the way, if you and I talk, I got, I wish we were still a video podcast. She literally walked up, set the baby down, and walked away with a look of disdain (laughs) to Michael that I've never seen.
1: Talena Del- I'm podcasting. I told you about this like I mean, three hours ago.
0: No, but seriously, that was amazing. The look she gave you <laughs> didn't even didn't make any look at you, just a look in general. She set that kid down and walked away without even a glance in your direction. Except dollars. for this look of disdain. Look a million. Well, we got
1: <laughs> that keeps throwing up, and then Warren just wants to hang I get out. It. Warren just wants to hang out. He's like can we do bounce? You know we bounce again? Can we play with more toys? Can we bounce? Warren's more?
0: just like, do I weigh a hundred pounds yet? Am I on <laughs> National Enquirer
1: yet? Am I on Weekly World News? He's seven months and he's like one pound less than Veda. And I think eventually he'll stop gaining weight and he'll just get like get taller. Yeah, but it hasn't started. It hasn't started yet. Haven't started yet. Your kid is a monster.
0: <laughs> uh, There's that Indian kid. He's bigger. I looked into it. Oh, I saw that kid. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, going on this weekly journey with us through good and bad. Uh, It's not all great, people. The 80s also had some bad things happening, and this movie, in my opinion, is an example of it. Uh, But next week, we'll we'll talk about the two Corys, and you ain't seen nothing yet when it comes to bad stuff in the 80s, (laughs) I'm assuming. (laughs) Dude, uh,
1: I feel like the only thing about the Corys I feel bad about is that Feldman or no hamster wasn't in rock and roll high school like I felt like that that would have been a. Um, oh. all
0: right hold on I want to give us save an it out. for
1: next save for next week
0: no no but I want to give us an out if we watch this movie and there is no fun and it is just purely molestation 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 we're calling an audible and we will tell our fans why But I am not going to sit here and then for an hour and just talk about a movie. About bad touch. Yeah, I don't want to do an hour episode about bad touch. But I assume it's not like that. That's my hope uh, that it's happy and fun, and then has some bad touch moments. But if it's seriously, if it's two hours of bad touch, I'm calling an audible, and we will just move up the football movie. So we will watch it sooner than later so we can make that decision but thank you guys all for listening uh thank you superfan casey thank you doiner thank you josh s uh and thank you everyone else uh we have so many great fans and uh, i need to get hooked up with keith so we can do our ama in our uh, facebook chat and promote it for a couple weeks so i will make that my goal this week to have that set up uh so we can do that and i hope you guys all have a great week and we will talk to you next week Stay awesome, everybody. Stay awesome.
1: Hey man, game over,
0: man. It's game over. Let's get out of here. Like now. Oh, Mr. am a Au revoir. Au revoir, baby. Au revoir, Simone.
1: Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. It's Miller
0: time. Sit, Boo Boo, sit. Good dog.
1: And I want the rest of you cowboys to know something. There's a new sheriff in town.
0: And his name is Reggie. Hand.
1: ba 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 ba
0: ba 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 Ba, 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 ba. All right, I'm going to get water. Do you have anyone you just want to talk shit about okay. real quick? He's peeing in the sink. He's peeing in the freaking sink. So here's the thing with my beard here. As there's this whole front part here. Can you see that? It's gray, right? Mm-hmm. Except for this one little thing in the middle. And it's very annoying because I'd prefer it all be gray, but then on the sides.